0: Take the firearms first and then go to court because that's another system because
1: a lot of times by the time you go to court it takes so long to go to court to get the due process procedures. Uh, I like taking the guns early, take the guns first,
0: go through due process second.
1: How dare you? You have stolen my dreams and my childhood with your empty words. Until you do it, I'm the boss.
0: Epstein didn't kill himself. You know, it's funny, sometimes American journalists talk about how bad a country is because people are lining up for food. That's a good thing. In other countries, people don't line up for food. The rich get the food and
1: the poor starve to death. It's the economy, stupid. at high cheekbones, like all of the Indians do. These cuts are blood money. People will die. Either you are with us or you are with the terrorists. I did not have sexual relations with that woman please clap
0: hello everybody and welcome to another episode of tread on me how you doing today jake
1: fantastic how
0: are you sam oh it's another week of being tread on there's not a lot to report just quarantine and more i mean we're in the hot spot we're in michigan i mean this virginia and new york is about as about the closest to fascism i've ever been
1: i think that michigan is actually a little interesting you just kind of have to dig in between the lines a little bit but there are there's some weird stuff going on i won't pretend that i completely understand that everything but it's interesting
0: yeah and i I have to regard you know i used to comment closest fast as i've ever been this is a long ways off from real i mean i'm still enjoying a home over my head relatively decent freedoms beer in my belly food it's inconvenient for sure, but I'm glad this is the closest I've ever gotten because I don't want to get any closer.
1: <laughs> no, I think that that's a good point you make because when you give tyrants an inch, they take a mile every single time.
0: Yeah, I was like, I was talking to them, somewhat about the uh, the $1,200 payments that we all got or most of us got or hopefully you all got it by now, but we we're discussing like what changes would come from this, and I said, well, I think it'll be the start of UBI because once you like I said once you give tyrants an inch or give them a political power or give people a taste with that political power or how that benefits them they'll never want to give it up Mm -hmm. even if trump or biden were to say hey we're not going to take advantage of this power we're not going to give do continuous ubi or do payouts to people to help them the other person's going to say oh well i'll do it and score easy political points and gain that so anything that's been done the quote-unquote "help the people" is now an arsenal of tools that politicians can use as bribery in any future campaign.
1: Well, I think that's a good segue into what I wanted to discuss today, um, and it's regarding state of Michigan's Governor Gretchen Whitmer and the state of Michigan's legis uh, the state legislature. So, if <clears throat> to our listeners who aren't completely aware, I'll give you a little brief happen happening of what's what's happened in the last week in michigan excuse me and what happened is is that uh, apparently in law or michigan law a governor is allowed to declare a state of emergency as they see fit Um, and they don't actually need approval from the state legislature or at least according to the emergency management or excuse me the uh the uh what's it called sorry i'm going back i have so many notes right here man (laughs) <laughs> yeah so uh, yeah well, it's actually part of the emergency management act of 1976 so this is what Gretchen Whitmer used to first to, when she first declared the state of emergency this act and essentially it gives her a lot of power it, it, it expands the, I was reading through it today because you know CNN and, and uh, Fox News, they kind of just give you like their take on it and their personal spin, and it's really hard to kind of read in between the lines, so I wanted to get to the, the the real meat of it, but this law gives the governor a hell of a lot of power, or extra powers, and I guess the intent of this is to give, to, so that it, it, it creates the ability for a government official to be more decisive when confronted with an emergency and that's I guess the idea now I'm not saying I'd agree with it or not but that's what it is Um, but if you kind of read in the fine lines here it actually says that after 28 days of the state of disaster the governor has to there's several things she has to do she either if she if she she has to like proclaim or 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 proclaim she has to issue an executive order saying that the disaster is over if she wants to extend the state of emergency which is which equals i'm just going to say which equals more powers for her because when the state of emergency is declared she has an incredible amount of more power to be able to do things and but if she wants to be able to extend it she has to essentially get a permission slip from the michigan state legislature and if she doesn't i this is this is the weird thing that we're in right now because she essentially she extended it on thursday i think it was thursday she extended the state of emergency i think all the way to the end of may i think um However, the Michigan State Legislature did not – they they refused it. And she – then the – the cra- this is why I don't understand po- – sometimes I don't <laughs> understand politics because I was actually really confused. I was trying to talk to my, my girlfriend about it earlier today, and we were just going back and forth, don't really understand what's going on. But it's so weird because this is the, the thing, I guess, with why – I totally fundamentally disagree with the con, what, like that the Constitution is there to protect us, and and that laws are there to to make sure that people st- you know, people, you know, are moral and do the right things, because, and because in this law I'm looking at it right now, Sam, and it's 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 in our it's a public information on of michigan it's a legislature.mi.gov and this is the, the the emergency management act of 1976 it specifically says that the governor has to get permission basically from the state legislator to extend her state her, her declaration however she didn't do that she just said nope i get to do it and she's citing some fucking crazy law from the 1940s and apparently this gives her authority to be able to do that which is weird because okay so what law trump switched law why did you use this emergency management act of 1976 to extend this to you know and 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 like why did you use start off with that but then when the legislature wouldn't give you what you wanted you just came up with this random law that you had your cronies sifting through the databases to find oh here you go i'm going to use this so what 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 law is what which one this is just arbitrary and ridiculous oh no it's crazy that's how it all works out i mean my civics 101 class
0: doesn't even begin to catch me up but you kind of talk about something that's funny there, like there's enough laws in the book where politicians always find a reason to justify anything. I think we've talked in this show before how basically the the federal Congress at that level has basically used the Commerce Clause to wage full on whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it doesn't matter? The the Commerce Clause allows them anything. It's crazy. Look it up for yourself. Some of the things they do with it, it's nuts. So you can have these like two competing laws, and that's where the courts are supposed to come and interpret it. And I think it was with you guys joking with like. You can literally have one person like Whitmore, like ignore the legislation, straight up take control of the, the government with an order. And yeah, there's like the power to like override vetoes order by two thirds. That takes some time. Most of the time it goes to court. You know, you're competing two laws, it goes to court. So you can have one person hijack the whole political system and your democracy, so to say, and then one other person in a court can confirm whether that she's allowed to do that or not. Like mm-hmm. we all talk about how we're fancy with this constitutional republic or democracy or you know we're represented but at the end of the day it only takes one or two people to full-on like make these sweeping orders that control every single part of your life like there's no such thing as a benevolent government that gives power to the people yeah it's just they've always had it and they'll always find a law for it and people always say well there's checks and balances this has been the biggest crack up I me mean, there's no checks and no balances. this is proof that's that there like, isn't
1: checks or balances I don't, well it's like going right into here. Like a company
0: yeah, it's like going into a company and the CEO and the CFO and some other person get together and they all need the same decision to defend themselves and protect themselves and they you know the the CFO is supposed to maybe check the CEO's balance but when they all the incentives are aligned for them just to agree or back each other up because it it hurts them I mean this is all the same part of the same monopoly the government it's one institution, one monopoly, and they're all in this, getting the money from the same person, the taxpayers. And when push comes to shove, they're going to protect mm-hmm. each other.
1: And I mean, it's it just cracks. Yeah, go. It, no, man, it cracks me up too because I, uh, with this like ongoing, I guess, segment that I, I have been doing on our show where I'm focusing more on our own internal politics because I think that might be a little more important to pay attention to what actually directly affects you the most but these people who are in the, the, the state legislature they are all just bickering partisans and they it's this back and forth thing where the republicans are saying that it's all it's all the democrats that are are are, are, are trying to take over and and ruin everything and 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 ruin the economy and wreck the things and there's the Democrats saying people want to die and and then the republicans reply with well gretchen whitmer is arbitrarily taking power and doing whatever she wants and like i think that was the uh, um the house my uh majority leader i can't remember his name but he he's like kind of wagging his finger at whitmer for for taking all the all these quote-unquote unprecedented uh measures to basically lock down our state even though it's michigan congress that gave her this fucking power to begin with in 1976 it's their fault i mean not maybe not directly him but it was congress's fault you know in general I guess you could say so at the end of the day they did this to themselves whether you want to take it a responsibility or not and my point is is that this always happens.
0: Well, you've been fought more than I have. What is the Michigan legislation, especially on the Republican side? Are they doing something particular to to stop her, or is basically just a bunch of like verbal lips? No, they right
1: they now. voted. They voted. They they did not. They they voted not to extend her.
0: Yeah, yeah. But a, but after
1: she's just said, "No, I'm going ahead and doing it." She, anyway. they, like, well, then what they, what have they done since then? Then what they did is they they actually. It, I don't understand why you need to do this, but because maybe because in my limited knowledge of how law and in and, and government works even though i i've taken government class but apparently i don't understand anything but they <laughs> they voted to be able to like to give like to give the like re, like the AOK for people like the people in the legislature to sue her and so they sued her because of this right it was a lawsuit and then that's when the judge came back and said no she's not violating any constitutional rights so basically now they're they're
0: stuck like they, they can't do that's, much more well that's kind of where at, yeah. at least they're at a stalemate right now think, which is i find interesting because this is a win-win for the republicans and i see and this is why because let's say they get the court to pass it you know where they override or sue or successful they get the under executive order they can claim a big victory if they don't they lose we all know that i mean maybe i'm a cynic at this point but i'm 100 percent sure that the republicans are sitting and saying well when we have control back which they will at some point you know we can use this precedent to take over take over control and use executive orders of our own just imagine like eight years down the road you know uh governors and a republican governor's in office maybe it's four years down the road maybe this is the economic fallout of our time and they use an executive sweeping order and executive powers on the same precedent to hijack uh, hijack them So much of our freedoms and stuff to save the economy and save business doesn't doesn't that sound like a Republican thing to do, Jake? Like we have to we have to take over this and to save our small businesses and save our big businesses. We have to limit our freedoms here, or we have to tax you more here, or regulate you more here. And this is a power that the Republicans are going to be able to use if it lasts, so they could use it in the future, or if they win, you know, they claim the short term victory mm -hmm. now.
1: Well, the thing is, is um, so they I, I can't really doubt. Like I'm gonna I'm just gonna say I'm gonna encourage our listeners. To do their like own research because this is a very interesting topic and I'm sure there's some people out there who understand this much more than I do. But the the thing that I kind of found that was really weird about the Republicans is I think you kind of were starting to get there. But when they filed the lawsuit against Whitmer, it was almost like a really weak, like weak attempt. And in my opinion, like what they were fighting her on it it, to me it was like a really like hollow attempt to fight like they're almost not really trying to fight her on it to me so this is just speculation and like maybe even tinfoil hattie but in my opinion just the 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 language because there's this whole like like law you you can it's public information you can find on the internet the way that the the the, republic the the plaintiff like, worded what they believe was being trampled on and what constitutional... The way that they did it was a really weak and just, like, lame way to, like, fight Whitmer. To me, like, it was almost like they knew it was going to be, like, futile, so they just were doing it to, like save face maybe
0: so yeah no i think you're honest on it there because i try to put myself i'm not good at this in the, the grand scheme there's way smarter people than me that i read about and listen to I'll break it down for me in dummy style but when things like this happen i try to put myself in like their shoes like so what's a politician you know let's represent the people politically blah 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 whatever itself how does he keep his job he has to get reelected, keep his uh voters happy and the, his party you know so you're in this situation as a republican voter where I'm sure there's a lot of misinformation. I bet there's a, many that don't want to be in charge right now. They don't want to screw it up. You know, it's easy to pin it on the Whitmer right now. Anything goes bad, and it's easy for Whitmer to claim anything. It's good. So if you're sitting there, you'd almost, to me, want to keep it kind of weak because that way – you know you can you can go you go ahead and say hey i fought her i sued her i told her she couldn't blah 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 and rile up your party which keeps which gives you more votes and you can uh, use back as a reference say i did this back in 2020 and that's why you should vote for me be back in the house on the the flip side though if you like if you make it too strong they actually oust, oust her like let's say they like not not saying they're gonna oust her but like stopped her stopped her powers sued her successfully got her to back off And shit hits the fan, the coronavirus blows up and tens of thousands die, you know, that looks mighty bad on you, you know, Mm -hmm. it's going to be hard. So this is really like, if I'm thinking about how to keep a safe, cushy job and some power, it makes perfect sense to go the weak lawsuit way. (laughs) Yeah. Because not many average citizens are going to pick up on what's happening Mm -hmm. in the finer points. It was, yeah, no, go ahead.
1: Yeah, no, you you got it, dude, because I think that's where my thought process was sort of going, but like, I'm just trying to like, understand all of this because- it's a lot to unpack, because I, you know, I, I'm in quarantine, so I don't have anything better to do. But at the end of the day, who wants to sit there and somebody who's not a lawyer or trained in the law sit there and read, like laws all day and and, and see what's going on? But <laughs> yeah, I think you're right, man. Even with like, you got to save save face, because at the end of the day, it, all it is is a it's tribal. Everything is tribal. Like the like, there's no such thing as a principled Republican or Democrat, because they 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 laud and cheer for things that their guy does while on the flip hand will scream and shout if the other team does it.
0: Mm-hmm. It's, it's religious. I'm convinced statism is like the ultimate and oldest religion.
1: <laughs> no, I, I totally agree with you because, like, for example, like just a quick little anecdote. I've been really trying to, like – I've been trying to, like, get in – and like, get my, like, our voice heard on our podcast through Twitter. Cause I know that Twitter is not the real world, but, um, we got a little engagement from one of the Michigan representatives. Her, her name is Mallory McMorrow. She calls herself Mallory Senator Stay at Home McMorrow, though, by the way. It's what, That's a long name. Yeah, it's man. a great, it's a not, great, it's rhyme. it's not a good
0: branding. No, Jeez, I, I could help her in that. Yeah. I should offer her, like, okay, I'll give you a better nickname. Yeah. Give me 5,000. You might be able
1: to make some, uh, you might be able to make some money off of that or something. I don't know. Would have been trying to get, like, heads or tails of, like, what's really going on. And even with me trying to, like, like, I was asking, like, I, I was trying to point out something that I thought was silly she had posted. And this is just an anecdote, and what like, about why I think this politics, all it is is just, it's tribal. She had posted, like, with no, like, real, like, kind of anything, a screenshot of a text message that apparently one of her staffers had gotten. And she claimed that this staffer had really helped out this person get a hold of the un- unemployment agency, right? And, um, but the thing is, is this uh, person had like said, said, oh, yeah, so this is what it says. It says, I'm, I was just finding it too. It says, since the governor, he, he had texted her staffer saying, since the governor is in charge, why do we need legislature or, or du- judiciary? Adolph Whitmer. Apparently texted this to one of her staffers. And she, like, got grandstanding and said, in case you're wondering, this is a text message one of my staffers got to her personal cell phone from a constituent. <laughs> who she had previously helped get a response for from un, the un, 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 unemployed, unemployment agency for. This hate speech and personal per, and personally invasive and the majority, majority encouraged it. And I'm like, I don't understand how this is hate speech. I think this person was making a really good point to your staffer may, to maybe they were trying to like say hey what's the point but no she's using this as a political stunt to rile up her base saying oh look at these evil evil white republicans that are that are storming the capitol building with their guns threatening us us poor politicians
0: <laughs> I I was reading through some of your comments on Twitter about that. I need to get more involved in Twitter because I think I'd have a lot of fun, I especially like just like asking questions until someone just admits they made a mistake. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I might have fun with that. But you know, I it's it's funny like the whole. Co- it's, yeah, you're in politics. For Christ's sake, good lord, get, get a hold. You're <laughs> yeah, getting insulted know, all the time. Dude. I, I get it. I get it. A constituent <laughs> came at you and said, "Adolf Whitmer, is it polite? No. Is it a good way to argue? No. Is he going to get you to listen? No. Was it a dumb move by him? Yeah. Like his everything up till he signed off on that was, just a fine question to ask. A lot of people just don't know how to." argue respectfully or just make the other person look dumb so he kind of he kind of sold himself short there but like you're saying it's religion like look at the things these people call trump
1: yeah and (laughs) (laughs) it's okay when they do it to trump though it's okay when they do it though
0: like, what do you expect? You've, they've just been such a hard line driven in how you can treat the other party. And they both just point out examples of how they're berated. Like, if you go into politics, just, just expect to be called a lot of things. And just don't respond to it if you are. Like, don't engage. Only engage with people who have thoughtful questions and are respectful. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know you kind of bring it behind your. I'm not saying you're, well, you kind of bring it upon yourself. Don't be shocked by it.
1: <laughs> no, it, and, like, like, the thing is she's, like, calling, like, I mean, all you're doing is you're otherizing someone, and you're using, and I'll, I just saw that as a political, like, I just saw it and I, I tried to engage, but then, of course, you know, her her, her, her homies, her, her, her loyal followers pounced on me on twitter but that you know that and i and honestly doing the trying to even, i'm sorry
0: she paid me to, to pounce on yeah you. it even, was too much too much of a to paycheck i play both with, sides
1: engage <laughs> with those people all you do at the end of the day is just start debating debating semantics and you never get anywhere when you do that so i just gave up. No. i eventually gave up
0: that's all i did yeah. I always find those like things you just gotta start from like a principle. Like you gotta define something. If you can't agree on it, like it's one of the few things I kinda of like, um what's his name? Steven Crowder for? Like who's louder with Crowder where he goes out on campuses. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Kind really- of an odd guy not not a overall a fan of him but I, I used to watch some of his videos but i did like how he started i learned some stuff how he started like a discussion like if you couldn't agree to some basic terms definitions or at least a starting point to have a conversation he wouldn't even engage with you which i thought was interesting he'd be like you know someone come to the table like all right we both agree with this whether it's a government issue like abortion guns rights build a wall and the other person said yeah we agree on this basic foundation he had a conversation but if they didn't he just but look at I'm sure you, I respect you, a like good opinion. I'm sure you have a good opinion everything, but we're just going to get nowhere. We're going to argue semantics for two hours. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be productive for either of us, which right. I was like, huh, kind of a wise thing. So yeah. I've tried to engage some conversations like that. Like, hey, if we can okay. agree on a basic definition, a basic principle, then let's continue to have a conversation. Yeah. But if we can't, I'm not even going to waste my time with you.
1: Mm-hmm. I think the bi- the, the, the broader, I, I guess, concept that I'm trying to like convey in this, this segment or on this podcast tonight is that... All it is is all these people are doing is just, they're, just, they're just trying to get their, their team the, the power. That's it. It's just like a binary thing, man. We're in power now, so we're going to do it. Like There's really no actual fighting happening or like actual checks and balances happening here in the state of Michigan because, like I said, I don't have concrete proof that the Republicans are, are potentially just being weak or, 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 or are purposefully being weak with that lawsuit, but I think that that's what happened. Because just the wordage and the way that they tried to go about it, it almost was like looked like it was doomed to fail.
0: And it's not just Michigan. I know we, I know we're both from Michigan, so if our listeners aren't from Michigan, they're probably <laughs> why talking about Whitmer again. But there's stuff like this happening all over the country. Like, um, what was it Kansas City? Is that where? The official said you had like churchgoers past May first. Oh like, yeah, the church has to keep a record of all the first and last names of everybody in attendance. They don't have to turn them in every week, but they have to be available. You know,
1: that's so weird. So like, needs, why? Yeah, why? Why and do you know, need that?
0: It's it's I who knows who but cares. I, guess I would you know some people would argue that if someone got infected, we know everybody who's been contacting them at that facility. Others would say, well, you just wanted to know who's breaking your. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. breaking the law. But there's other things, like this whole, like, even the trusting the mainstream media, like Virginia has now um changed it. Uh, so let's say, like, you know, if you test positive, how, how they track um coronavirus infection rates, like, you mm-hmm. know, if you tested positive, it would be counted as one. But now they've changed it to where it's not the person that's positive that counts as one, it's the tests, the total tests that are show up as positive that count. So if you had three different tests to you, Jake, and they all showed as positive it would show up in their official records hey that's three new cases of coronavirus it's like and this is like happening all over the country just like look up this stuff like the governors and states are doing fishy things and i would love to say like i take this 100 percent seriously i have no doubts is dangerous a lot of this is like this might be good you know i don't want to say it's like should be required or needed because i don't believe any of that but i say there might be some positive benefit to this like at the end but I just can't even trust a single mainstream news story because I can't trust my government officials because not only Virginia is doing this, but it's already been shown that New York lied about like 30% of their numbers early on just to get, you know, I would say they did it to get the extra federal funding. Other people would say they did it for whatever reason, but it's just been constant. Like, lies and corruption at every level and just such fear migraine and maybe maybe we do have to fear about it like i said in the last episode i don't think we'll be able to know till two years out who was like more right in this situation because it takes that long for us to reflect on all the data to come in but the data that's been coming out recently seems to kind of point toward hey this is kind of getting blown out of proportion
1: well i think a big part of it too is is maybe you and i are just not don't have a good context to see what it's been like to live in the united states but in my opinion i feel like we are so divided as a nation as well we can't like you can't there are some instances where like family members can't even like sit down at a table for longer than 30 minutes <laughs> to, to just i've been there <laughs> just to just to just to sit down and just enjoy each other's company right so i feel like that in it in of itself too might be part of the problem right now as well not that I'm saying we should make up some fucking laws to say, "Hey, everybody, get along," or anything crazy like that, but I think that might also be playing into what's happening. I think that this is a, this is the the seeds that were planted four decades ago are starting to, you know, be reaped, and yeah. they're not good. They're not good.
0: I would. And I would say the like you get to a point like the family members came and sit down like why did this change what is it about family members that they get so angry and I'd say a lot of people are you know very pro their party you no know, defend at all costs it's offensive if what uh, people believe doesn't agree with you the, all this childish reasons but I think if you really boiled it down why are they really offended because I'd say they're scared of what the other person's gonna do I would argue that I don't have any like mm-hmm. study that says that's true is scared of it they're scared of what the other person wants to do because it's always like oh they're gonna you know let all the immigrants in or yeah. take our guns or they don't care about the poor they're gonna kill us all the economy's first you know mm-hmm. no no people all stuff and but because both sides deep down know that if the other side wins they get to weaponize government yeah. against them and the whole the whole reason they, they I think this divide is getting bigger and bigger and bigger as government's got more and more power and control mm-hmm. and both sides seem to be ignorant to this fact that why can't you get along with your neighbor? Oh, cuz deep down you believe that that he is going to control your life. Yeah. And both of you agree that. So why don't you just sit down and say, "Oh, hey neighbor, maybe this has gotten out of control government-wise. Right. Maybe it's just a too too big, too strong, too weaponized and Cause if we're that scared, we can't even sit with our own family for 30, 45 minutes at a Thanksgiving dinner table without arguing. I'd say your root problem has gotten too strong for you, <laughs> and that you've got to start worrying about that. As like, yeah. and that's that's a common problem. Like, Look, the if thing is, is, teach it, people that
1: it shows something bigger about our even our culture and our society at, at, in a, in in its like self, like regardless of policies and like just like the soul of a, of us as a society, right? Because apparently, like, their cultures have a natural, like, life cycle. And there's – well, at least it's a theory. But I'm of the opinion that that we're at the end stage of of our culture's, like, progression. I just think we are. But at the end of the day, I think you got it right when you said that we can't – when we can't sit at the table because – we're afraid we can't we're afraid of what the other side would do when they have all that power but i want to kind of interject and add that well most people think that when they have the power that if they were the ones in charge they would make all the right decisions and be able to be the benevolent leader and make every good decision and and be perfect and and they'll usher in the utopia I think well,
0: look at you paraphrasing Jordan Peterson. I, hate speech, hate oh, speech. Oh, I did. Yeah,
1: that did come from Jordan <laughs> Peterson, but I, I did, believe yeah. I I think that is a really good idea and thought that he brought up.
0: Oh, it is. It's an excellent thought. But no, you're you're spot on. That everybody thinks they can. It's like I did this analogy for someone uh, last week. They're talking about like, oh, like police officers and military. They can't be like they're they're, they're for the good and stuff. I'm like, look at here's a movie analogy, like Boromir, the ring of power, he wanted it for good too, and look what it did to him, he would have used it for evil, like, you can't, like, you can't just become a servant of the government, and wield its power of violence against others, and claim it's for the good, like, you can't, it's like, like, I, I, I think that's a great analogy, like, like, you can't use the ring of Sauron for any good, anything you think you're doing for good is ultimately being twisted against it, and is people that just fantasize about being able to use the government as mm-hmm. b- their benevolent weapon and just make society better is just dreaming because they, they totally ignore the basic human incentives and individuality that you just can't, you don't know what's best for everybody. You can never know what's best for everybody. Whole Soviet Union experiment of trying to know what's best for everybody. I'd argue fell apart Meiji because they couldn't even figure out how to price things, like how to allocate basic resources. You know, they tried to control resources, mass starvation, you know, other things, like just because a simple, apparently a simple concept like pricing, you know, it's, it's just, it's, you can't you can't centralize that. It's just because there's billions of people making their own individual decisions about what's more valuable to them and what's the, the marginal rate of utility here, blah, 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 blah. You can never, never cope to comprehend to just, just sit in that oval office chair and say, I can make this work for everybody. It's a fantasy, and it's a disgusting fantasy because people that have that fantasy are going to screw a lot of things up no matter how good-hearted they are when they go into it.
1: Well, I mean, it's a good in, a good indicator, though, is I think the big problem is... and that how ingrained and how much we're raised to believe that the government is there to protect us and it's there and it does good things. Like I was having a conversation with somebody that I, that is very dear to me earlier today. And they said, well, if, if we didn't have any government, how would you, how would, how would there not be chaos? And I, and I, and to me myself, I think, well, I feel like there's been a lot more chaos with government than without you go back to you even look at the wild west it wasn't even a wild west until the government got involved or even
0: with it's true it's...
1: even with even with your you you've been telling you've been encouraging me to look into the ancient what was it the scottish land Iri- irish, lands? irish yeah, yeah, yeah. apparently i they,
0: they ran a whole system that was like for almost a thousand years it's quite successful um, without any structured centralized government it was you know like I wouldn't say the word guilds is the word they use, but there's there's a lot of regulation that still happened, but it was free market regulation. and there is still some leadership, but it was free market leadership. like one example, like you could literally switch clans voluntarily. So I mean, they just told clans that came together, but let's just pretend they were countries like, I was an American in Russia. I could literally volunteer my person and property to be part of the Russian clan voluntarily, and like America wouldn't come and kill me. Mm-hmm. Like I would, and then if the Russian clan went to war, I could join in them them or switch clan. Like it was just crazy. Yeah, I haven't done a ton of study into it. It was just a recap, but. Yeah, I mean there's a good example of what it's, what it's like without some centralized government power and it worked for like I think it was a thousand years and it was pretty successful from, from what I understand.
1: I think it, it's just like it scared the, the idea of like actually having like your own destiny in your hands it scares people it scares me and like allowing another person to have power for for themselves I think scares people as well.
0: Yeah, both are scary options. It's just I think it's easier for people to have that that external person or a third party as power because if things go the good, they can give themselves a pat in the back and that person, but if things go bad, they can just blame everything on the other person. Mm-hmm. And Then they have a they have a scapegoat. And that's basically that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I guess I should give a quick economic lesson since it is my segment of the show. Mm-hmm. Go for it, bro. <laughs> All right, your $1200, Jake. Did you get it?
1: i did i did get it
0: did you spend it already
1: no i haven't actually
0: shame on you and here's my quick economic lesson for the day rothbard talks about inflation what is inflation let's not get into that now but inflation is you know basically just throwing more money out there i won't go into a ton of definitions but basically how there's people certain people that benefit from inflation he goes through a few examples like the traditional inflation is let's say the government needed 50 billion dollars and they want to build something stupid like a Like a space force. (laughs) So (laughs) they print fifty billion dollars, they hire some Space Force contractors, and they give them the fifty billion dollars. And they build their space force and the fifty the space force contractors, you know, the company will then spend on resources. They might buy some iron from somebody, they might pay their workers, and those workers get it. And basically the whole scale, like the workers might buy some goods, so the fifty billion dollars is allocated to the economy very slowly. Um, the first person to use that gets the most benefit from inflation, basically because hey, because cause inflation causes a rise of prices because there's more money in the economy, blah blah, blah, blah. I won't go into too much of an economic lesson right now. But basically the sooner you get a hold of your inflationary money and spend it, the better because you're getting more purchasing power for your dollar while the g- prices of goods and services are lower before the money circulates to the economy and adds to the overall money supply, thus raising prices. So that's traditionally how inflation works. Rothbard talks about one scenario where if there's a glorious angel named Gabriel who came down and just doubled everybody's bank accounts overnight. Everybody be ecstatic when they wake up, you know. Oh, we got double the money. We're twice as well off. But really when you break it down, the money supply has gone up by so much and there're going to be certain winners and losers of this situation, and guess who the winners are, Jake? The spenders. The, the people who spend it quickly because they get more purchasing power per their dollar before the inflationary curve catches up and the money circulates to the economy, thus raising prices of goods and services. So for those who have their $1,200, I hope you spent it already. I have not spent mine, but it did make me regret that a little bit because I've never seen a situation in real life so close to Rothbard's full story about Gabriel who came down and doubled the money in everybody's wallets and bank accounts and how that would affect the economy as a whole. Eventually, prices... We'll catch up with all the new money in the economy. And for those like you and me, Jake, who may have held on to it too long, we're going to find it did not help us at all. Because (laughs) it's just going to reflect our new money in our bank account. So congrats to the people who went out there and spent their money quickest. Um, The COVID pandemic has got me really bland for topics that did come into my head because I'm reading one of his books about the mystery of banking so there's your quick economic lesson for today everybody go spend your twelve hundred dollars ASAP
1: I the thing is is even after you say that I am so tempted to just blow all of it on I'm not kidding I I, I've even I've been contemplating that so bad like you know you and I've been talking about I sent you the the pieces of that new firearm I want to buy but i was sitting uh, there you
0: mean um regulated bow and arrow for only hunting yes. squirrels Jake. yes
1: <laughs> oh, yeah bow and arrow or actually i think it was more like a slingshot or, or a dart gun yeah. maybe i don't know yeah, yeah but like i can't for some reason there's a part of me that cannot buy it right now when i have all these like i got these low these interest-free loans for the next four months that i can pay off
0: well, I would argue it's still spending the
1: money, yeah. you know,
0: and it's still spending the money wisely. I'm probably going to use mine and some interest-free student loans that are now magically popped in my pocket because the government said they they're interest-free now magically.
1: So, <laughs> <laughs> isn't that something? When the it's like they're like they're they're like the the old, like the benevolent kings. They just oh, wave their the... magic wand and ha! No more interest. I
0: did, I know this is kind of off-topic. Now we've both gone through our kind of bits but you see the uh squad that's i have apparently proposed something where it can like wipe out rent and all mortgages for as long as this lasts like can you imagine that like i don't it sounds good on top of yeah. it yes i still am wrapping my head around the unintended consequences of that
1: well the thing is is that's like the the, the hilarity mm-hmm. of like price like uh, rent controls is that they actually do what they are meant to prevent Mm-hmm. It's so it's really funny because when you have like what what's the idea right like if you if you arbitrarily set the price of rent in like a an area like New York City for example where the demand for getting a place to live is very high but you you arbitrarily set it really low then that means people who have a lot more capital and money to throw around will then go ahead buy up a bunch of places or rent up a bunch of places that they don't necessarily need leaving a shortage right maybe i'm wrong maybe i'm
0: no that's that's one like thomas Sowell and basic economics actually discussed new york in itself and their price and their rent controls and basically it led to a bunch of empty buildings and more homeless and everything but that's one thing that can happen others is like uh, i think one that affects more is landlords whose incentive to spend extra money on upkeep or expand because the profit margins go down they might actually lose money so before long even from a landlord keeps a property and never doesn't try to sell it or anything like it's quality goes way down mm-hmm. before you know it, you're living in a slum yeah. and people say oh they're so greedy and everything but i mean kind it it costs money to freaking keep these up like yeah <laughs> like, he, like if it wasn't for rent control across the board you'd have landlords competing with other landlords and they'd be fighting for the best quality and price mm-hmm. but yeah that's two of the situations of unintended consequences but for those interested just open basic economics by thomas Sowell, or just look up new york rent control i think it was back i want to say like the 70s i could be totally wrong but it, it just turned out to be a disaster and there's still i think there's still a lot of empty buildings just beaten down and worn down and people don't use even though there's a ton of homeless around just because there's no incentive for people to go in there
1: the funny thing fix them up. the funny thing about the squad and like somebody like aoc is she's been lauded and praised as like this like you know this beacon of like like this champion this progressive champion but she is a part of the problem she voted for this stimulus bill back in march right and and i'm not gonna take any um, and if anybody wants to challenge me and say no she voted against it then why didn't she go with thomas massey and say i want a recorded vote she's part of the problem she voted for it she did she voted for it by not vote but by not calling for a vote she's she Go, she, she does a lot of theatrics and claims that she's up like out there for the working class person but she, all she's doing is what you and i get up in here and rant to like the interwebs every day is all they care about is fucking power that's all she cares I can't about
0: blam- i can't blame her too much i mean she, i do think she believes the liberal and democratic socialist side is right i don't think she's Thought through all the problems. Well, um, why it might not be, but I do. So I think I truly think she thinks it's right. Mm-hmm. And now someone is handing her a giant paycheck to act on it. I mean, she went from bartender to New York. So let's say, you know, someone came down and said, "Hey, I'm gonna get you elected, and Jake, and it's gonna be one hundred seventy thousand dollars a year." And guess what? You get to do. You get to talk about what you think is right. But, like, <laughs> fuck yeah, like you jump. But the that.
1: thing <laughs> is, is, is what I'm trying to point out is, is that she goes on and says that she's against all that. And she wants to fight for the people when, in, in reality, she's not fucking doing any of that. She's a hypocrite and she's a liar. And another and a whole and another fucking thing that I think is really funny. She's she's on she is on C-SPAN saying that talking about this this notion of you being able to pull yourself up by the bootstraps. It's impossible. And I'm like, bitch, you are a you were a fucking bartender two years ago, and now you are a you're a representative in the most powerful fucking country on earth how is that not a rags to riches story something well, pulling yourself up by your bootstraps
0: i would counter you and say she finally admitted that being a politician has nothing to do with pulling herself up by the bootstrap your hand picked hand selected to preach some big message ah <laughs> uh, oh
1: there you maybe, go maybe, there you go maybe she just there's always an excuse
0: Maybe she admitted that she would have had no skills in a outside of bar, a bartending. That's why, if I, it wasn't for someone, some, someone supporting her campaign and telling her what to say and think, she wouldn't get a paycheck.
1: That's why you should never trust anybody who's got an answer for everything. That's just why you, all our listeners should never listen to me.
0: <laughs> I just, I just waited for. I want one politician before I die, like on the national debate stage. Someone ask him a question, be like geez that's a good question i honestly don't know like i'd be like holy shit i'd probably (laughs) just give a vote for him right there like take it take my vote take my credit
1: card (laughs) right there you go Thing is, is, I know I'm, I'm up here, I'm, I'm ranting and I'm raving, but I'm telling you right now, if I was elected to office, I would be just as slimy and greasy as all these other people. It's why politics doesn't attract me at all, because power, it, it, it corrupts. And I, I am an advocate for the decentralization of power. I don't know how the, the, the white race to go about it and what to do, but I'm still learning how to do that. But right now, I think that the whole thing is a mess. All it is is a partisan game. And that and the, and that's all I gotta say. Towards the power. So if I
0: got elected to office just to cause trouble, havoc and just like
1: Preach random anarchy thoughts and scream and shout. You won't be my chief of staff. Hell no, because all you would, because <laughs> at the end of the day, you would just be looking to, to get to get voted again, Sam. That's the nature of the game. No, no, this you want to stay in one, power. I
0: promise, I'm gonna be pure. This is a one term thing to make this. <laughs> no, statement.
1: No, yeah, of course, yeah. That's what that's what they say. Remember what Tulsi Gabbard said that she was gonna, you know, told she was she was against the the Democratic machine and and how how it's a corrupt system. And then what'd she go and do? Support Joe biden the epitome of right. institutionalized new life goal
0: listeners fund me to get a congress seat so i can <laughs> offer jake a job and then four years from now we'll do a
1: podcast and see how corrupt we are <laughs> <laughs> but it'll be different kind of corruption because it's us and we're different oh
0: totally i mean look at the history of our podcast we're I mean, pretty benevolent we're anti system and boo <laughs> <laughs> Benevolent, I like that. Oh, that should be our uh,
1: like slogan: the benevolent leaders. We know what's best. Oh, I like that. Just like Lunt Thompson, benevolence. <laughs> <Like>, that's, <laughs>
0: that's the campaign slogan. <laughs> <laughs> we'll kill you kindly. Oh boy. Oh, uh,
1: that'd be fun but that's all i got you got anything else for us Jake? no i i've gone on ranting i think our listeners <laughs> have have heard enough of my shrill streaking for an hour <laughs>
0: perfect well uh continue to follow us on facebook minds instagram twitter and In, uh, i don't even know what we have anymore we have a lot we do it's crazy we need We're a social media
1: off. manager because it's getting ridiculous
0: Yeah, sometimes I post stuff to Buffer, which is three different things, and I don't like hashtagging my Instagram and my Facebook, and then Jake says I have to hashtag...
1: So well, I it to draws attention. Sep- I know. we has got to be hip then millennials, then I have, all right?
0: But then I have to do a separate buffer post or just go to Twitter individually. Then I can't forget minds because I like to that audience, too. So, yeah, it's, it just gets confusing. All I want to do is post my
1: funny news about bees. <laughs> yeah, dude. We forgot to mention the killer bees tonight, dude. It, it, oh, it,
0: and it, Justin Amash. We didn't talk about him. Maybe next week we'll talk about Justin Amash and the killer, killer bees. Hornet.
1: There you go. That's what they can yeah, to. To be
0: all right, everybody have a great day.
1: feel like I'm destined. I don't need no Smith and Wesson now. Girl, who you testing? Fuck is <laughs> cancer and here's your lesson now. Knife and intestine. Taking shots with all your brethren now. feel like I'm dead. feel like you fucking got All along, call my phone, make me feel right. You in the I'm special, nigga, so am I. Moonlight, moonlight. Cause when you